What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's Cool. Today, we're going to be going over game six of the NBA Finals. Um, talking all stuff basketball today. That's really what this whole uh, episode is going to be about. But um, before we jump right into that, I just wanted to give you guys a little preview of my picks. If you took my picks yesterday, you would have walked away with some money because we went 2-0 and on the day. Uh, Warriors plus 5.5 and, and Mets money line both did hit. So that's a great way to get back into picks, right? To go 2-0, and you know what I mean? Nothing better than that. Nothing better than a clean sweep, man. It's the best feeling. Now, talking about the NBA Finals Game 6. Um, also, by the way, there won't be any picks today just because there's not many games that I like today. You know, I don't really like the NHL games or the MLB games, so I don't really have an opinion on games today. So now, talking about Game 6. Oh, man. Oh, it's such a heartbreaker, you know, tough to watch your team lose um, as a Celtics fan. It's always, you know, it's never nice to watch your team lose an NBA Finals game. Um, and the way that we lost, you know, it just sucks to have to watch that and endure that and just know that, hey, you know, I've been so invested in it the last, like, couple months, you know, since I don't really get too invested in it until it's around playoff time, right? Because the NBA is such a long season. It's kind of like baseball where you really can't be dialed in for every single game. But... Yeah, you know, it's tough watching them lose and stuff like that. But breaking this game down real quick, man. You know, breaking down the box score, right? So let's just dive right into it, you know. Oh, man. Draymond Green, 5 for 10, 12 boards, 8 assists, 12 points. I mean, Draymond played his best game of the series tonight. Crazy, but he played his best game. Otto Porter, eh, didn't really do much. Andrew Wiggins, 6 boards, 5 assists, 18 points, right? He shot the ball okay, right? 7 for 18. Curry, 34, 7 and 7. 12 for 21, uh, 6 for 11 from 3. Was finals MVP. He deserves to be finals MVP. I'm glad for him that he did get the finals MVP. Um, I'm glad he got it. Thompson, 12 points. He had an awful game. I know he had five boards. He had an awful game. Uh, 5 for 20 shooting from the field. Terrible shooting percentage for Clay. See, this is what's so frustrating, right? You know, I, in all honesty, I feel like the Celtics played a good game. You know what I mean? I feel like they they held them good. You know, this is they held the Warriors to 103 points. Like, this is what you want, right? Like, this is what you wanted. You know, Curry, yeah, Curry had a great game, but everyone else really didn't. Their best other player shooting-wise, honestly, was Draymond Green. Like, what? Um, Gary Payton, two for six. He had six points. Jordan Poole, 15 points. But, I mean, it's just crazy, right? It's like you really look at that and it's like, bro, nobody shot the wall, the ball good except for Steph Curry. And you guys lost this game by 13. Like, it, it's just crazy to me. But, you know, that's that's credit to Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? When you look at it, that's just credit to Steve Kerr. You know, the defense got better on Golden State throughout the series. Um, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Gary Payton, Traymond Green, right? They all played great defense. And even Steph Curry, man. There are some times where he played great defense on Al Horford, great defense on Jason Tatum, right? He really did play great defense. And I'm not really a big Curry hater, right? I'm not really. I used to like the Warriors before KD came. I was always a Celtics fan, but I still liked them. So, you know what I mean? It's it's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough watching this guy drop 34 on you, but it's, you know, he played defense. He played better defense than Tatum. And it's crazy to think that that's that was a re, that's a statement that's a truthful statement, but I mean it is what it is. You know they shot forty one percent from the field. They shot forty one percent from three. 
made 19 threes, and they went 100% from the line. Now, looking at the Celtics, right, Jason Tatum, 6 for 18. Now, we're going we're gonna to get into Jason Tatum a lot, and actually, we're going to start that right now. Jason Tatum, you're the best player on this Boston Celtics team, right? You're the so-called, quote-unquote, leader of this team. You had two points in the second half, man. Two points. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Tatum? Really? I mean, that's inexcusable. Now, my buddies and I were having this conversation last night watching the game. Is Tatum a superstar, right? And I was defending him saying, yeah, I think he is a superstar. After this game, no, he's a star. He's not yet a superstar. He's not yet one of those top guys in the league. He's a star. That's about all he is right now. But, I mean, seven assists, three rebounds, five turnovers. It's just like you watch you watch this game, and it's almost like he had no care in the world. You know, you don't see him running up and down the court sprinting. You know, and I don't care about how many minutes he's played or how long he's been playing. You're 24 years old. What kind of shape are you in then? You know what I mean? What kind of shape are you in? If you're a 24-year-old and you're getting gassed out, it's like I've seen LeBron at 35, 36, and 37 play every minute of some games in order for his team to win. That's what you have to do, man. That's what you have to do. If you don't want to do it, then don't be that guy. Then you're not going to be that guy, right? Then don't be emulating Kobe because you'll never be him. And then what do you call it? I see people talking about, oh, you know, Jason Tatum, oh, this... He's going to bounce back and saying, you know, this Celtics team is going to be back in the finals next year. It's like, how can you say a statement like that, right? You have no idea what's going to happen. We got very, very lucky to even be in this position to make it to the NBA finals. Like, do people not understand that? Chris, Chris Middleton was hurt. If he plays, we don't get past Milwaukee. We don't. That's a true statement. We, we do not beat the Milwaukee Bucks. If Chris Middleton's healthy, right? That's just a reality. So, and now just seeing how Jason Tatum played, you know, how can I trust that he's going to be, he's not going to, this isn't going to happen ever again with Jason Tatum. How can I, how can I trust that Jason Tatum is actually going to come to play in the next NBA finals or in the next playoffs that we play, right? You can't say that he's just going to magically show up. You can't. It's laughable. If you're a star player with the history of Boston, you know, the Larry Birds, the Paul Pierces, and this is how you perform, You're, it's it's disgraceful. It really is. And I've been seeing some people, oh, you know, you, you guys got to watch what you say about this team, blah, blah, blah. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to praise them when they do something good and then when they do something bad, be like, oh, it's okay. No, you played bad. You're the reason this team lost. You own probably, in my opinion, 100% of the blame for this series. You're the reason the Celtics lost this series, Jason Tatum. And it is what it is. That's tough, man, but that's reality. You don't you you showed up one game out of the whole series. You weren't even the best player on your team. You weren't even the best small forward in this series. So it's like don't even give me that we should be any bit easy on Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is the reason the Celtics lost this series and he's the reason that Steph Curry now has four NBA championships and a Finals MVP. So you can thank Jason Tatum for that. Al Horford 39 minutes, he shot 6 for 8, uh, 14 rebounds, 19 points. Al Horford looked like he really wanted to play today. He did, you know, he came up, he made some big shots, trying to keep it close in the fourth and in the third, right? He really did make some big-time plays, but, you know, it just wasn't enough. It was a little bit too late for him, too. You know, he really didn't start to heat up until the third and fourth quarter. Um, Robert Williams, 4 for 8, 
Uh, seven rebounds, two assists, five blocks, which Robert Williams, man, he's going to be something special. Ten points. He's going to be something insanely special. I can't wait to see how he develops, um, especially now that he's going to have time off. He can heal his knee, right? I cannot wait to see him come back and play great basketball. Uh, Marcus Smart, 38 minutes, four for 12 shooting, six rebounds, nine assists, um, nine points. Not the best game from Smart. Uh, even defensively, it did not seem like Marcus Smart was really playing the best defense he could have played. Um, yeah, kind of the same thing with Tatum. You know, Marcus Smart disappeared really in game five and in game six. I didn't see too, too much of him. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Jalen Brown, man, this is a kid that I got to really tip my cap to. He had uh, seven boards, three assists, five turnovers, obviously not good. 34 points, shot the ball 12 for 23, um, and he was 5 for 11 from 3. I got to say, though, Jalen Brown, when you looked at him, you saw heart. You know, I saw a guy who had heart. I saw a guy who really wanted to win this NBA championship. I see, I saw a guy who, yeah, don't get me wrong, he puts his head down too much and his handles need to get better. But I saw fight. I saw competitiveness in him. I saw him hustling on both sides of the ball. I saw him trying I saw him leaving it all on the on the court. That's what I saw from Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, you can't say the same thing. I cannot say that Jason Tatum left it all on the court. I listened to the pregame after. He seemed down. He seemed depressed, right? When I, I think that's the difference between the two players, right? When you heard Jalen Brown talk in his press conference, was he, you know, upset? Yeah, but he kind of looked at him and was like, you know what? We know what we got to do now. You know what I mean? We saw it. Where this isn't this isn't happening again. You know what I mean? He kind of realized and said, yeah, no, this ain't happening again. You know what I mean? We're going to learn. We're going to bounce back. We're going to, you know, we got this. Tatum, it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we could have done. You know, I competed. We tried. It's like, nah, you didn't compete, bro. You did not compete. Don't be talking like you competed. You had two points in the second half of a game six. Win or go home on your home court. Don't act like you competed because you did not compete. All right. So shut the hell up about you competing. You're too busy looking for calls half the time that, I mean, what? Grow up. You got to grow up, Tatum. So that's, I think, the biggest thing. I think Tatum needs a lot more maturing than Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown was the MVP for the Celtics team, arguably in the whole playoffs, but definitely in the finals, he was the MVP for the Celtics. Um, he played 44 minutes. You didn't see him taking plays off. You didn't see him jogging up the court. You saw him hustling. And that's why I love Jalen Brown. You know, man, he left it all out there. Grant Williams, you see, the, oh man, Grant Williams, 16 minutes, one for two. Grant Williams has got to go or he's got to learn to be more efficient offensively. You cannot play 16 minutes in an NBA Finals game and have three points. You look at the Warriors bench, right? They played three guys. Looney didn't have any points, right? But he had seven rebounds. He had a purpose of being out there, and it was to rebound. Gary Payton had six points, but again, his purpose is def defense, a defensive guard. Jordan Poole played 18 minutes, had 15 points. His role is to score, have a score off the bench. Grant Williams, what is your role on this Boston team? What is your role here? Is your role to provide defense in the four and five position? Okay, if that's your role, then fine. But three points, you're a minus 18 horrendous when you were out on the court you played terrible right then even Derek White one for six I think Derek White's got to go 
but I'm going to get into that in a minute. Minus 26 for Derek White. You had two points, two assists, one for six shooting. Again, Jordan Poole played roughly the same amount of minutes as you, and he put up 15 points. Where was our other scoring point guard? We, we didn't have one. Peyton Pritchard, eight minutes, 0 for 2. I think that's the problem with Boston. I'm going to get a little bit carried away before I'm going to bring it back to the box score and all that, but I think that's what needs to be done. I think Boston needs a point guard on this team who's an actual true point guard. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I think if you could put someone like a Reggie Jackson as a starting point guard here in Boston, I think it would be so much better than Marcus Smart. Put Marcus Smart on the bench. Get rid of Derek White. Get rid of him, bro. I do not like Derek White on this team. He's not aggressive enough. He doesn't seem mentally tough at all. He's just not the guy that we should have in Boston to be our backup point guard. You know, when we barely get any scoring from Marcus Smart at the point guard position, you need it from the bench player. And he is not given it as the bench player. And he disappeared like he basically did the whole playoffs except for the Miami Heat series and game one of the NBA Finals. But anyway, Boston shot 42% from the field. We made we shot better from the field. We shot 39% from three, and we went 91% from the free throw line. Uh, the Warriors had... 15 turnovers. They turned the ball over quite a lot too. But the Celtics had 22 turnovers, man. How the hell are you going to have three straight games with over 15 plus turnovers? You know what I mean? How how can you do that? How how can you constantly make those same damn mistakes? It, it makes no sense to me. It really does make zero sense to me. Warriors are rebounding them and they tied them with assists. You know what I mean? It, at one point, the Warriors had a 21-0 run in the first half. That's just lack of effort. That is lack of effort. Now, one thing I'm going to say about Udoka is Tatum started the game off, in my opinion, pretty hot. He had a good first quarter. He was hitting some shots, right? He looked good. Why did you take him out in that first quarter, man? There was five minutes up in that first quarter. And I mentioned this to my buddies watching the game. Curry's still on the, in, in, the, in the game. Curry's in the game. Why is Tatum not in the game, Right? I don't care if Tatum's tired or if he's been playing a lot of minutes. You're 24. If a 34-year-old plays the same amount of minutes as you and can score more and do more for his team, and I'm not talking about experience and all that crap, but he can be out on the court and he can hustle and play better on defense and play better on offense, and you did this whole series, Jason Tatum, I think you can do the same damn thing at 24. So don't tell me... It's an experience thing. I think that's all crap. I think that's all excuses that people have been saying this whole time to give the Celtics a reason for why they lost. I think the Celtics didn't have the fight, and I think they were just shot. You know what I mean? They Tatum was a deer in the headlights. He disappeared, and you couldn't find him. He froze. The moment was too big for Jason Tatum, and it is what it is. But now, like, even the future, right? I was just ta- listening to some guys talk about this on, you know, I was listening to First Take, listening to a bunch of other sources, hearing their thoughts and stuff like that. You know, this Warriors team is not going anywhere. This Warriors team is going to be a top team in the league for the next four or five years, probably. At least three or four, right? This Boston Celtics team, can you say that this Celtics team is going to be back next year? I personally can't. I, I don't know how you can even make that argument that this Celtics team is going to be back. We swept the Nets good. We should have swept the Nets. We beat Milwaukee in seven. Like I said, if Chris Middleton's healthy, we're not beating the Bucs in seven. We beat 
the Heat in seven. We almost choked that game in seven, right? So it's like I don't, I can't I don't I don't have enough to say that the Celtics team is going to be back. I, I really don't. And from a Celtics perspective, I know I've been reading some tweets. Like I said, I've been doing some homework, you know, before I made this podcast to just kind of like get as much information as I can before I make my takes. And I've seen some people talking, you know, oh, don't blow up the team, right? There's no reason to blow the team up, you know, this and that. Um, I'd say you, you, you're you going to need to replace Horford, right? Because he's getting older. Uh, Grant Williams is a bum. Derek White sucks. So don't, I mean, I'm obviously not blow up the team, but there's definitely moves that need to be done here. The, the bench needs a whole lot of help. That's the other big thing too is the bench for the Warriors is, was dramatically better than the bench for the Boston Celtics. Peyton Pritchard, I mean, we had two bench players, right? Williams and, and uh, Derek White. Both guys are horrible. Those guys are bums in my opinion. I know a lot of people love Grant Williams, but off the bench, you want a defender, fine, keep him. But then you need two scores, and you don't have any scores on that bench. The Boston Celtics need help defensive or on on the offensive side of the ball, and then and they're going to need a replacement for Al Horford because, like I'm saying, Al Horford is not going to be here forever. But for the Celtics fans saying, "Oh, we're going to be back next year," uh, I would hold my horses. I don't think that this Celtics team is going to be back here next year. As a Celtics fan, I just don't think so. We need another center or power forward. We need two two more scores for me to for me to say that. Um, you know, man, it was really tough watching it. You know the way this series played out. Um, you're up 2-1, and I really thought whoever won game three was going to win this series. And I said that because, look, I thought that if the Celtics won game three, they were going to win game four. I really did. And they should have won game four, and they blew game four. That, see, that's not an experience thing. That's a lack of effort. That's a lack of awareness. That's a lack of heart. That's a lack of, I want this. That's a lack of com- com- competitiveness. That's what it is. Sorry, that it is what it is. And that's exactly what it was, a lack of want on the Celtics' side of the ball. You know, even in Game 5, they did the same thing. So when it was 2-2 and I saw Game 5, I saw how they came back in Game 5 in Golden State, and I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Okay. And then they blew it, right? Um, This team right now has no leadership. I don't know who the leader of this team is. Is it Marcus Smart? Is it Jalen Brown? It's definitely not Jason Tatum. Right? Who is the leader of this team? There's, I don't think there's a clear-cut leader. See, that's the the beauty about the Warriors, right? The Warriors, you have Steph Curry, who's kind of like the the popular football captain in high school, right? Oh, he's the popular guy, so we'll be listening to him. But then they also have that Draymond Green, who is their you know guy who like their guy who gets them hyped up, right? The guy who gets the guys motivated. Draymond Green is the leader, in my opinion, of the Golden State Warriors. Him and Steph Curry are the, war- are the leaders of that team. There's no leaders in Boston. This Boston Celtics team needs more. And I'm sorry, they do. Because you're not going to have an easier run to the finals than you had this year. I'm not saying Milwaukee was easy. I'm not saying Miami was an easy team to beat. But the way that those circumstances played out, it, it was pretty easy. And you should have won those series. You know, Tyler Hero was out for majority of that Miami series. Right? So there's another another key factor. If he's healthy, do you even beat Miami? You know, those are some questions you got to ask. So I don't know if I'm ready to say that this Boston Celtics team will be back here next year. Um, 
I, Jason Tatum's going to have a long offseason. I know that much. Um, I can't wait to, to follow that and see how that pans out for him. But, you know, it is what it is. It's tough, tough loss, tough for the city. You know what I mean? It, it's stunned because uh, I'm 19. For you guys who didn't know, I'm a 19-year-old kid. And I've nev- obviously, I was alive when the Celtics won in 08 and when they lost in 2010. But I wasn't old enough to remember any of that, right? I, w- I was, what, five, six, seven, eight, right? I don't remember that. This is my first time watching them in the finals, and it, it was tough. You know what I mean? It's tough stain, but, you know, makes the wins all that much better. So, yeah, I mean, it's on to next year. That's the end of basketball. Finally, we're one step closer to football season. I can't wait. But, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys, talking about uh, game six and – the NBA Finals and all that stuff. Congrats to the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steph Curry, all those boys. Um, they play. They they were the better team. They came and they, you know, they handled business, which the Celtics could not do. So, you know, the better team won. The champions won. So, yeah. Make sure you guys are following me on Twitter at that's cool and on Instagram at that's cool. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.